Welcome to Answers to Life's Challenging Questions, helping to open your eyes to the many solutions to life's everyday challenges. We spend so much time looking for support and guidance on how to resolve the issues we face, it can be easy to get lost and overwhelmed. Join in as we provide practical and professional advice to help guide you towards overcoming your barriers and finding the hope that will reignite your passion and help you live a happy and healthy life. Now, please welcome your hosts, Dr. Pamela Jordan and Dr. Craig Dossman. Welcome to Answers to Life's Challenging Questions. We'd like to thank you for joining us again today. And today we are going to be answering questions that you have specifically asked us regarding some of your challenges that you've had in life. Uh, We're so glad that you're submitting your questions and we want to encourage you to continue to submit questions to us online or via our phone line. If you're not uh, internet savvy, uh, feel free to call us on our phone lines and we'll give you that information at the end of this episode. And we want to make sure that you understand that we are not medical doctors. If anything that we are answering that we feel that you need to seek uh, greater advice, we will let you know. Thank you again for joining us. Let's get started. My, bro- my divorced brother does not want me to have contact with his ex-wife and therefore his children. I love my niece and nephew very much. I can't imagine not being able to see them. How do I honor my brother but still keep my bond with my niece and nephew? What I would say to Mr. or Mrs. Anonymous is that... A few, a few years ago, a, a good colleague and friend of mine who resides in Jackson, Mississippi, told me about a specific scenario that took place in his house. And, and he shared, he said that, he said that his son made a decision to divorce wife because he made that decision. He, uh, so to speak, his parents to also divorce her or to break up our relationship. And he basically told me, he said, Dr. Dawson, no one can tell me who I should love and who I should stop loving. Just because uh, you made a decision that you wanted to leave your wife or your husband and you no longer wanted to be in a relationship with them, I've established a relationship on my own. And no one would tell me who I'm going to love and who I'm not going to love. And so that's a, that's a decision that, that he made. And I agree with that decision. Our children, we can raise them up the best way that we might want to, but then they make their own choices. But we must never, ever allow our children to make choices, our family members to make choices for us because they cannot tell us who we should love. Because once we build a relationship with someone to the point that we love them and we spend time with them, someone can just come and say, okay, turn off the faucet or stop this relationship. Don't speak to that person. No, you don't speak to that person, but don't ever tell me who I'm going to love and when I'm going to love or when I'm going to stop loving. And that's very important. So from my understanding, you're saying that your divorced 
brother is not allowing you to have access to your nieces and nephew or your uh, uh, his wife, ex-wife, um, I think it's important that you sit down with your brother and let him know the importance of you being a support system for him through this divorce or process. And it's extremely important that the children have access to other family members, um, whether it be on the other side of the family, his ex-wife's family, or even his family, because the children have developed a bond with the rest of you and to be isolated or prevented from being exposed or being able to see, you know, their aunts or uncles or grandparents, you know, is, is, um, not a good way to go. Um, it's, it's not, um, it's not healthy for the children. And so I really want to advise you to sit down with your brother, um, and to share with him some of your concerns about his decision to not allow the family to socialize with the children or his ex-wife. Um, because it's only ultimately going to hurt the children. Uh, the children are the ones who will suffer in this situation if he's being um, that restrictive in who they can communicate with. Um, I know I went through a divorce and I'd like to share my experience. And, you know, I not only allowed my sisters and brothers and nephews and nieces, you know, have their relationship that they had with my ex-husband because um, that relationship that they had had nothing to do with why we divorced. Um, you know, it had nothing to do. He was a great father. Um, he was a great um, nurturer to my nieces and nephews and, you know, off a great friend to some of my siblings. He just had a difficult time being a husband a great husband. And so I never um, restricted them from having the relationship that they had with him. Um, and I encourage you to sit down with your brother and talk to him about the decisions that he's making, because ultimately, like I said, it's the children that are going to suffer in the long run. I remember my son said to me, you know, when he was in high school, mom, I'm so glad that you didn't ostracize my dad from the family and that, you know, all the rest of my cousins still have great relationship with me because, you know, it, it just makes me feel really good about, you know, my parents and that you guys were um, wise in your, um, your, you know, the way you handled your divorce and that you didn't put me in the middle of it, and that you didn't uh, allow me to feel ostracized as a result of it. He still had a great interaction with his father. He still had a great interaction with his father's side of the family. Um, he had you know, access to them at any time he wanted to. And so I really want to encourage you to sit down with your brother and really um, share with him some of your concerns um, and, you know, you might want to advise him to attend some of the um, classes for spouses who are divorced. Uh, they have uh, work uh, uh, group group settings for divorced parents. 
And so that might be a great way for him to go as well so that he can seek some sound advice on handling the situation. Also, Dr. Jordan, even though it wasn't brought out in the question, but as soon as I heard the question, what immediately came to my mind is that, uh-oh, this person is going to have a serious problem with co-parenting. Because if you cannot get along with the, with the mother or children that you both brought into this world, and then you want to ostracize your entire family, we might need to have a one-on-one -on -one talk about your issues with, with co-parenting or the, or the anger behind the question that you might, or the anger be behind the directives that you gave to your loved ones to basically, hey, this was my ex-wife, so right now I want you to turn off the oven, turn off the light in terms of your relationship with them and just act like you never know them. Don't talk mm -hmm. to the children, please, please. We, we have to be grown-ups. And I, I agree so much with Dr. Jordan that you're going to have a serious problem with co-parenting and that's what you're going to need to do because those children will be her mother for the rest of their lives and you'll be the father for the rest of their lives and they will be the auntie and uncles for the rest of their lives. So please, let's be mature. Let's work on our issues because sometimes our issues boil into our relationship with other people. So don't, 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 don't dump your issues on other people. Work on your issues, realizing be a man, be a woman, step up to the plate and realize that you, you gave birth to these children and you need to raise them together because the family are going to stay together whether we like it or not. So it's best to get on board. Right. And and having that support of your family members is actually going to be beneficial to you in the long run. Um, I also want you to advise you to uh, make sure that you don't talk down about the outside families or the ex-wife, you know, to your children, because that's not healthy as well. Um so thank you very much. I hope we were able to answer it and give you some advice on how to move forward with your relatives. All right, the next question. I'm a 37-year-old man who was diagnosed with bipolar disorder five years ago. The doctor said the medication would take care of it. Then he sent me home to deal with it. The medication helped for a while. However, I became resentful and unhappy with the side effects and quit taking it. I seemed to be fine for the first six months, then boom, manic city. I ended up at a psychiatric center for five days. Is there more help available than just taking medication? And that's the question. Now, if you came to, to my office and you gave me that exact scenario, this is what I would exactly say to you. Go to your doctor, go to your physician, and talk to your physician about your medical concerns or your medicine regimen. 
because perhaps it could be the medication uh, that could be affecting uh, your your body in a certain way. And so that would cause for an adjustment made by a physician, a medical doctor, not by a therapist or counselor, but I would recommend you first go to your doctor, have your doctor to give you a complete checkup and to uh, go through all of the areas that you shared concern. Once you get yourself stabilized, then I would then tell you, then come back and talk to me. But at this juncture, I think this is a matter where the individual needs to speak to their medical doctor. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think that it's important that with the mental health issues, particularly with bipolar, patients will need to be medicated um, in order to balance their body properly. If you're having problems with the medication, and this often happens with patients where they uh, seem like they're getting better and they begin to feel good and feel like they're not experiencing some of the ups and downs that manic depressant can cause you to feel and you take yourself off the medication. And this is not advised by no means. Make sure you maintain on the medication, even if you feel at your best, because that's the purpose for the medication is to help balance your body so that you feel good, you feel normal. So it doesn't surprise me that you're having these manic attacks once you remove yourself from the medication. Now, if the medication is causing you to go through severe mood swings or high highs and low lows or feeling depression or feeling like you are wanting to take your life, make sure you seek help with your doctor to modify your medication and to see if there are other things that you can take, but do not remove yourself off of the medication that your doctor or therapist is advising you to take. I also want to encourage you that, you know, there are some things that you can look into, uh, not as an exclusion of medication, but things to make sure to keep you healthy, you know, things that you can eat, things that can help you become healthier as a person and, and, and in your body, mental health things that you can do to help build your mental health so that you don't feel that, that extreme anxiety or feel like you need to pull yourself off the medication at any point. Dr. Dossman? No, I agree with you, Dr. Uh, Jordan, that that's the directive this person needs to follow. And anyone who is on a medication that if you are feeling uncomfortable or if you're not feeling good about this or you have negative side effects, go to your medical doctor. We appreciate you joining us on this episode of Answers to Life's Challenging Questions. For more information and resources, be sure to join us on Facebook to connect directly with your hosts, as well as others just like you who are looking for answers to life's challenging questions. You can find us at facebook.com slash answers to life's questions. Until next time.